Hello and welcome to Ministry Movement Moments. In all you're getting, get understanding with ministry coach and empowerment speaker, Dr. Tracy Lewis. Dr. Lewis is an author, minister, coach, and human development entrepreneur. She is also the chief apostle and founder of Growing Discoveries Outreach Ministries Incorporated USA. Dr. Lewis has traveled to many countries bringing the gospel and establishing over 20 churches in other nations. Her scope of work over the past 35 years through missions, messages, and podcasts has circled the globe. Dr. Tracy's authenticity and simple approach to the message of the gospel makes her voice relevant to all generations. She believes that finding one's purpose and destiny is necessary and desires to help equip you to grow in knowledge and the gifts that God has given you as an individual, regardless of age, ethnicity, descent, or class to fulfill your destiny. Get ready to be challenged to make life-altering truths that will cause you to become the best you you can be. Hello, friends. I'm Dr. Tracy Lewis. I'm so glad you joined us to listen in on this message on principles and leadership from the book of Nehemiah. We've really been moving along. And today I'm very excited about the message that I want to share with you today. And that title of that message today is be careful who you share your vision with. Be careful who you share your dreams with. So as we are looking at the principles of leadership taken from and extracted from the book of Nehemiah, we're going to go to Nehemiah chapter two, beginning with verse 11. And Nehemiah had gone now into Judah. He had gone with the favor of the king. He had all the provisions that he needed. And it says in verse 11, I went to Jerusalem. And after staying there three days, I set out during the night with a few men. I had not told anyone what my God had put in my heart to do for Jerusalem. There were no mounts with me except the one I was riding on. Now, I want to start there because when we talked about in our last lesson that the gracious hand of God was on him and the king granted his request and that God even caused the king to send with Nehemiah an army of officers and cavalry to protect him. Verse 10 tells us of chapter two, when Sambalit and the Horonite and Tobiah the Ammonite official heard about this. See, they heard about it by the talk around of other people. It says they were very much disturbed that someone had come to promote the welfare of the Israelites. So I want you to first understand in our principles of leadership today is not everyone is going to be glad you're here. Not everyone is going to be glad you were sent and not everyone will be glad that you came. In fact, some people will be highly disturbed because they think they have it all figured out of how things are going to keep. They're going to keep people under control or they're going to keep people limited so that they can receive the accolades or the wealth or or the territory. And here we see Sambalit and Tobiah, and we'll find out about another guy, Geshem, later, who were three distinct enemies who came against Nehemiah's vision. I want you to know when God has truly called you to something, Satan himself will assign 
cohorts to attack you, to attack your mission so that you will not be successful, but they cannot prevail. Hallelujah. And so one of the things we can learn as wise leaders in the principles we find here in Nehemiah is that when he went to Jerusalem, where he was going to build those walls, he stayed there for three days. Sometimes we have to go on site for insight. Has God called you to a new place? Has God called you to do something great for him? Has he called you to work in an arena you've never worked in? For example, I went from pastoring and overseeing of churches to missionary work, and then I went from missionary work to establishing transitional housing for people and addiction. So all of these different steps that I took were areas I had never worked in before, but God sent me into arenas or into areas or into fields where I could observe the conditions that I could understand and discern the movement of people, that I could gain knowledge about what God was calling me to do, all the natural knowledge and understanding that I could have about the environment, about the people, about the culture, about the financial status of the area, about the religious establishments in the area, the business establishments in the area, and embracing all of those things together so that I would be wise as a serpent and harmless as a dove. As a godly leader, we must understand that sometimes we might just have to go and observe, go and see and learn from others or to study out an area and get insight on site. And then we see he also not only stayed there three days, but after staying there three days, he said, I set out during the night with a few men. I had not told anyone what God had placed in my heart to do for Jerusalem. So I want to encourage you as a wise leader that when God sets you to a certain place, keep silent. Don't tell everybody. So many leaders have made this mistake that when they got their vision, when they got their dream, we can learn this from Joseph. We can learn this from David, that if we share our mission and we share our vision with the wrong people, We don't always know the hearts of people. And if we share those visions and missions with other people before their time to be shared, then our plans before we even get started can be thwarted. I say that to save you years of grief and heaviness that you don't have to go through if you will just remain quiet. Then we see Nehemiah went out in the middle of the night with only a few people. My friend, if only a few people ever go with you, it is for your good because you don't want a bunch of people with you who are not for you, who may be actually wanting to get what you have. A good leader keeps silent. A good leader doesn't tell everyone what God is doing. And then it said, there were no mounts with me except the one I was riding on. He didn't take people of the same position or the same experience or the same knowledge or wisdom that he had or the same favor that he had. He took other people with him who had the power to serve. So a lot of times we surround ourselves with the wrong people. We have to make sure we're surrounding ourselves with the right people that are in the right position to be able to help us to follow and to 
fulfilled the job. And then it tells us that he surveyed the land and he took time to look at all of it. And he knew that the officials were watching him. But it says in verse 16, the officials did not know where I had gone or what I was doing, because as yet I had said nothing to the Jews or the priests or the nobles or the officials and any others who would be doing the work. This is a wise move that Nehemiah made that we as leaders need to learn how to do. You see, when God calls you to something, it's for you. And what's for you is for you. And God will begin to unfold to you the strategies and the mysteries if you will just remain silent. He did all this first, stayed there three days, surveyed the land, mounted a horse, went in the middle of the night, didn't tell anybody that had any kind of authority spiritually, politically, or be a part of the team. But after he did that part of the work, verse 17 of chapter 2 says, Then I said to them, You see the trouble we are in. Jerusalem lies in ruins, and its gates have been burned with fire. Come, let us rebuild the wall of Jerusalem, and we will no longer be in disgrace. I also told them about the gracious hand of God upon me and what the king had said to me. Let me stop there, first of all, and discuss this part of leadership. One thing that Nehemiah did is he took that small group of confidants with him and he let them experience for themselves with their own eyes and see what God had already spoken to him. And he moved in faith before he saw. But when he got there and he began to survey, he only took those with him that he would go ahead and share the vision with. And then he said, come and let us rebuild. He didn't say, come and help me do what I'm supposed to do. He said, come, let us. The ground was level. Let us who all have seen the vision or heard the vision and remove the disgrace from our people. And then he began to share how God had revealed it to him and how God had put his hand upon him and what the king had said to him. And he gave the testimony of what, how he had come to be there and what he intended to do. And then we see, because he did that in the proper way of sharing the vision and releasing it at just the right time to just the right people, let them see the vision and catch the vision before he spoke the vision they replied, let us start rebuilding. So they began the work. Isn't that amazing? How if we would just follow these types of principles, then when it is time for a team to be established and it's time for a people to serve, they will have the same vision we do because we use the wisdom of God and how to acquire them and how to enlist them. And then we see those enemies again in verse 19. But when Sambalit the Horonite, Tobiah the Ammonite official, and Geshem the Arab heard about it, they mocked and ridiculed us. What is it you are doing, they asked. Are you rebelling against the king? So know that the people who are not for you will come out of the woodwork when you start the work. Now, as long as you're talking about the work or as long as you're waiting on it and sitting on the promise, nothing's going to happen. But the minute you begin to take and speak out what thus saith the Lord, gather your team, the enemy is going to come in like a flood, but God will raise up a standard against him. But they began to question and they became, were self-righteous and they were re 
They were accusing them of despising them and accusing them of rebelling against the king because they didn't know the story. And Nehemiah didn't defend himself. He just said this. I answered them by saying the God of heaven will give us success. We, his servants, will start rebuilding. In other words, he said, I'm not a servant of the king. I'm a servant of the king of kings. I'm a servant of the most high God. His servants will start rebuilding. But as for you, you will have no share in Jerusalem or any claim to its historic right to it. So he's letting them know because of the way you're moving, because of the way you're coming against me, because of what you're doing, he warned them prophetically that there's would not end well, and they would not have a part in the rejoicing and and that his prosperity and his confidence was in God. And he drew a distinctive line between them and him, his service to God and his service to the king. And he fulfilled the will of God. And he stood in the face of his mockers. He stood in the face of his opponents, those who defied what he was about to do. And he spoke that he was going to do it anyway. So from this teaching today, I want you to take a few things away. I want you to understand that it's important that you remain silent until God releases you to speak about your vision. It's important that you take on strategies and you take care of surveying things and take the right people with you before you share with them what the vision is and that you give all the glory and honor to God and that you understand and they understand who are going to serve with you that this is an assignment given from heaven. Then you have the agreement amongst the people to do the work and you will also have enemies at the door trying to tear it down. But God will make a way for you that will blow you away. The God of heaven over Nehemiah is the God of heaven over you, and he will give you success. God bless you. I hope this teaching has been a blessing to your life. We here at ministrymovementmoments.org and growingdiscoveriesoutreach.com want to thank you for engaging in this broadcast. Dr. Lewis is always honored and grateful that you would take time out of your life to grow and receive each thought-provoking message she brings. Please reach out to us by visiting our websites, ministrymovementmoments.org or www.growingdiscoveriesoutreach.com. While you're there, take time to look at all the additional tools available to become whole and healthy and fulfill your own personal destiny. We also invite you to sign up there on our mailing list to receive further announcements of events and be notified when Dr. Lewis will be coming to your area. Once again, thank you for spending your time with us today. And as we always say, in all you're getting, get understanding. If this session was helpful to you, please like, share, and invite others opportunity to receive the same strength and support in their journey as you have today. If you would like to support mission partners and projects around the world, please visit our site and make your donation today. We can do more together than we can ever do alone. May God be glorified in all we do. Amen.